No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Friday night. And it's another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers, right here on the official wine and crackers broadcast on Daily. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hope you had a lovely week, because I certainly did. And as always, we've got so much to get through and so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then tonight would not be the night. Patreon.com slash Boogie Bumper, because you won't be getting value for money. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Boogie Bumper. If you'd like to uh, subscribe to the podcast, then please, by all means... Hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain about me saying goodbye, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. As always, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, dlive.tv slash Boogie Bumper or streamlabs.com slash Boogie Bumper. That's it. That's it. This is it. It's time. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, my boogers. And uh, every now and then you need to reflect. Reflect on the journey. Reflect on how far we've come. I think we're about, what, about 280-something episodes now of this little podcast. But unfortunately, the time has come where I must say goodbye. That's right. I'm walking out. It's been a hell of a time. I want to thank all of you for joining us over the last, what, two and a half years or thereabouts? Two years, something like that. But the time has come for uh, yours truly to step away Step away from the internet. Give it all up. For a week. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking away from all of this. Because I've taken stock in my life and realised that, uh, you know, I, I need to focus on other areas of my life. So I have to, I'm afraid, I have to use this opportunity to announce that I'm giving up this show, giving up the podcast, and I'm stepping away from the internet for a week. For a whole week. That's right. Last show for a week tonight, ladies and gentlemen, but don't worry. It's going to be a good one. So put the grief to one side. Yeah, a little vacay. Time to unplug. It was fun. Goodbye forever. (laughs) Frozen age. DLive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. Friend of the program, Frozen Asian. Thank you for joining us with the diamond. Rest in peace, Boogie Bumper, for a week. Ashes to ashes. <laughs> we did. We had a good run, though, didn't we, Frozo? Didn't we have fun? <laughs> didn't we have some good times, guys? Didn't we have some good times? That's all right. I'll be back in a week. Uh, but this is not my last action on the internet for a week. My last action... If I can just do a Ring little bit of Ring the bell promo. and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Movie Time Blues. 
My last action on the internet will be tomorrow night at about 10 p.m. when I will be joining the great joy of Pessy on the Saturday night riff laser. Holy shit! Lady of Diamonds Gypsy with the Ninja Gini, ladies and gentlemen. Where the hell did you steal the Ninja Gini, Gypsy? Who did you steal the Ninja Gini from, Gypsy? Jim Enward with the Diamond. Good riddance. <laughs> Get out of here, you bum. <laughs> so I'll be on tomorrow night, Joy of Pessy, 10 p.m. DLive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. Riffing on the big bus. Uh, that's after... Winning TV at 8 p.m. and Major Tom at 9 p.m. It's going to be a hell of a time. Later on tonight, we will be crossing the streams at some point. Um, Irrational Times will be going live during this show, and we are going to try and watch Irrational Times watching us and have a conversation. Because you know what? It's Friday, and I normally like to try and relax on a Friday anyway, but because it's the Friday farewell show and I'm not going to be doing a show for a week, I want to have a bit of fucking fun. There's plenty of stuff out there to not have fun with, right? There's plenty of shit out there to stop you from having fun. There's plenty of streams out there that aren't doing fun stuff. So let's do some fucking fun stuff. Why not? Why not? It's my last day and I will decide. I will choose. I'm the king, not you. <laughs> I'm in a silly mood. It has a fun. Me. Holy shit. I'm rambling again. Have a great VKR big ole poopy head. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Minister of Fun Kimmy sending this one through. Let's see what she sent us. I fall down dead, she never see the tears. I cry. Please, please, please. It's all right. I'll be back. Please, please, please do not go. I'll be back in a week. to go i have to go i have to leave you but i will be back and uh, so later in the show we'll be we'll be crossing the streams with rational time see what see if we can make that work if not it'll be a a hilarious train wreck um and i do have some other items to get to ladies and gentlemen but but first obviously the big news the ten thousand pound gorilla sitting in the corner of the room ladies and gentlemen it's time it's time for the big reveal you designed flags you entered them, you voted, and we have a result, ladies and gentlemen. The national flag of Boogie Stan has been decided. The votes came in earlier today. And I'm pleased to report that due to you, the citizens of Boogie Stan selecting correctly, that means that tonight, a very lucky booger in the chat in the second half of the show will have the opportunity to win the Boogie Stand National Flag, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Number four was the winner. So not only will a lucky booger have the chance to win a flag, so if you want to if you want to go in the draw, we will be drawing it tonight after the break. Second half of the show. By wheel of elimination. If you're in the chat and you're a booger, you want a chance to win a flag, now is the time to become a booger. Uh, but also, the other three contestants in the finals... Uh, I believe General Eaton, Follow Q, and Ilsa Jane with their entries to the flag competition, they will also be winning a free national flag for the great kingdom of Boogie Stan, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? 
So let's see how she looks. Old Glory flying over the car parks of Boogie Stead. Look at that. What a sight. Our micronation is officially born, ladies and gentlemen. The great old glory of Boogie Stan. Hey, old Boogie Stan, we have a flag. Sevens in the chat. All hail to the glory of Boogie Stand. Our micro nation is born today. Ich bin der kleine Fichtel vom Zauberland. Und bitte euch, ihr Leute, gebraucht Verstand. Unser Leben ist beautiful sight. Hilft uns niemand, droht uns Not. Und ihr Menschen werdet nie mehr glücklich sein. What a sight. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> so there you have it. Number four was the winner. Now, there is an issue here because I was looking on the store. They don't actually have something for like a flag. You can have like a wall tapestry, but that's more of a square. So it's not the proper flag shape. So I was thinking, you tell me what you think in the chat. Because we can do the wall tapestry, right? Which is just basically a piece of material. It's like a poster. Um, but it's a it's more like a pure square. So it would, the dimensions wouldn't really work. We can do a poster for like the winners. Like so, but I, I kind of wanted to give you an actual flag. Or at least something that can be used like a flag. How about this? Because there is no flag option. We can do the wall tapestry, but again, like I said, it's going to be a bit out of shape. We can do a poster. Or how about this, ladies and gentlemen? We put the boogie stand national flag on a beach towel. <laughs> what one do you want? Which one do you think you would prefer? A poster, a wall tapestry, or the boogie stand national flag beach towel? <laughs> <laughs> and then you can lay your sweet ass when you're getting a tan onto the old glory of Boogie Stan. What do you think? <laughs> Should we give away a Boogie Stan beach towel? <laughs> it, it, people, the results are coming. People want a towel. All right, let's do it. <laughs> it, it seems like the best option we have. If I can't give you an actual genuine flag, how about we give away a boogie stand flag beach towel? Done, done. That's what we'll do. So, so we'll uh, we'll get the names maybe during the break tonight. I'll get boogers in the chat who want to win the boogie stand national flag beach towel to nominate in the chat, and then I'll add you to the wheel of elimination. When we come back, we'll do the wheel of elimination. And one lucky booger will win a boogie stand national flag beach towel as well as the three other competitors who entered the contest. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get into the program here. It is Friday night. It's been a hell of a week. I will get to Donald Trump and COVID just shortly. But before I do that, because this is a positive program, I like to give people a little bit of hope. You know what I mean? 
Often I'm accused of being too black-pilled, too much of a doomer, you know, what, whatever. That's like water off a duck's back doesn't bother me because I've already given up hope on humanity. So how, why would I possibly care what you think? So, <laughs> so I want to give you hope because there's a lot of people out there saying, well, that debate the other night, that's as bad as it gets. That's as bad as it can get. This is the end of everything. What a terrible shit show. The way these politicians conduct themselves, it's embarrassing, yada, 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 etc. So with that in mind, and considering this is the Friday farewell show before vacay, I wanted to play one of my favourite clips. It's from 2015, and it has to be my most favourite, my most loved political interview of all time, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope you love it too. It's, it's a guy named John Paxman, I think, who's doing the interviewing. It is a British clip. And this is also a great lesson for my American brothers and sisters. You don't have to be aggressive all the time. Sometimes you catch more flies with honey. Sometimes. Coffee Talk with Sandra with the Diamond Boogie throwback to 2015. Yes, oh, you're going to love this. If you haven't heard this before, you are absolutely going to love it. Like I said, this is one of the best political interviews of all time. Because, you know, if, you're, if you think Joe Biden is bad when it comes to rambling, incoherent nonsense, guess again. I present to you the leader at the time of the UK Greens Party, Australian-born. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, she is Australian-born. Natalie Bennett, ladies and gentlemen. Natalie Bennett. She was, at the time, the leader of the Greens Party in the UK. Aussie chick. So she gave this interview with this radio host about her party's plan for affordable housing, right? So, you know, she came up with this scheme. We're going to build houses for poor people. It's a wonderful idea, of course. Everybody agrees that poor people should have free houses. So <laughs> now she was asked some, you know, basic questions during this interview, like things like how you're going to fund it, uh, you know, what's the policy, yada, yada, yada. And this this beautiful moment of political theatre ensued. So if you think that it's bad now, guess again, I want to give you some hope, my American brothers and sisters. The debate is not the end of the world. You can get worse than Joe Biden. Have a listen to this and pay special attention to the interviewer who doesn't raise his voice, doesn't get angry. <laughs> He's so calm and so collected and so undermining in that snooty British way, you're absolutely going to love this. Have a listen to this. This is the way you talk to politicians. The Greens will ensure everyone has a secure, affordable place to live. How would that be brought about? Well, a couple of things that we want, want to focus on here. In terms of council housing, uh, we want to build 500,000 new social mm. rent homes. That means council... Well, where would you get the money from for that? Well, <laughs> what we want to do is... <laughs> Already you can hear the sarcasm in the guy's voice. So we want to build 500,000 uh, council rent homes. And you can just hear him, good Lord, where would you get the money for that? <laughs> it's just in that perfectly British way. My, wo my word, that sounds like a lot of money. Good Lord. <laughs> Fund that particularly from removing the tax relief um, on mortgage uh, interest for private landlords. We have a situation where private landlords, private landlords at the moment, Again. <laughs> a, 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 Listen to the way he just sets her up with kindness. <laughs> you, 
basically running away with a situation of hugely mm. rising rents. They're collecting large amounts of housing benefit. But how, how much would that be worth, the mortgage relief for private landlords? Um, well, it, that's part of, a, of the whole costing of all of yeah, this. Yeah, but how much will that bring? I mean, that, well, the cost of 500,000 homes, let's start with that. How much is that going to be? Right, well, that's, that's um, <laughs> you've, got, you've got a total cost um, that, we're, that, that we'll be... Wait, have you ever wondered why the corporate media never push for details on the plans of, like, Democrats and Labour Party politicians and, you know, people who are on the more socialist end of the spectrum? This is why they don't push for details. Because a lot of these ideas are completely unfunded. There's no plan. There's no detail. There's no nuance, right? The whole advertising pitch, the whole sales pitch to voters is we're giving, we're, we are helping you, right? That's all they need to say. We have a plan to build 500,000 free homes for poor people. And the media says, that's a wonderful idea. Thank you very much. Why can't everybody do this? And then the first time that they are approached to provide some kind of detail, some kind of working detail, some kind of nuance, they fall apart into a heap. They collapse. Good Lord, how much is... And so now the last minute she's been rambling, running around in circles, trying to figure out a way how to explain that she has no idea how to fund the, the building of 500,000 free houses. <laughs> that's... that's um, you've got, got a total cost... Um, that, we're, that will be spelt out in a manifesto. So you don't know? No. Well, no, you don't. Right. So we don't know <laughs> how much those homes are going to cost, but the way it's going to... So you don't know. Well, no, 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 you don't. Okay, right. So polite, so under, so undermining, so narky, but done so politely that you can't say anything. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll, I'll see you in there. going to be funded is mortgage relief from private landlords. How much is that worth? Right. Well, what what, right, what look, we're looking look, at in, term, yeah. in terms of the, the figures yeah. here, yeah. Um, yeah, what we, we need to do is actually uh, <laughs> we're looking at a total spend of two point seven. This is great. So she she plucks this number from somewhere. She pulls it out of some orifice. She grabs it out of the sky from somewhere. She comes up with this number: two point seven billion. That's how we're going to pay for these 500,000 free homes with $2.7 billion. Have a listen to this. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah, what we, we need to do is actually, uh, <laughs> we're looking at a total spend of $2.7 billion. 500,000 homes, 2.7, what are they made of? Plywood. <laughs> Five hundred thousand homes, two point seven billion. What are they made of? Plywood. <laughs> this is the way to talk to a politician. See, you don't need to be angry. You don't need to be confrontational. You don't need to like get in their face. You don't need to yell at them and interrupt them and cut them off. Don't interrupt them at all. Because look at the gold that can be mined by having a little bit of patience and a little bit of that dry British wit. What are they made of? Plywood. <laughs> um, but basically, what we're talking about is 500,000 new homes, and basically each one pound spent on this... Free Plywood homes. <laughs> ...is about £2.40. Yeah, but what is the total cost of 500,000 homes? <laughs> um, it's about the cost of 60000 per home. 
60,000 per mm-hmm. 60,000 per home. Because what we're talking about is, is the opportunity but for... But that, that can't include the land. Well, what we're talking about is... <laughs> he hasn't even started on the land yet. Okay, <laughs> okay that's what the homes are going to cost. Okay, Natalie. Now, how much is the land? <laughs> What we want to see is, is the possibility of um, of homes being uh, that, built. That's not much on. more than a large conservatory, £60,000. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I tell you, you might be able to build one room in the house for £60,000. <laughs> what, what are these homes going to be made of? Plywood? No, it's not much bigger than a large conservatory. <laughs> So chill. So insanely chilled. So so where's the land? How are you going to pay for the land? How are you going to pay for the land? Right, well, what, what we're looking at doing is is, is basically... <coughs> are you all right? <coughs> sorry, yes. I'm, as, as you can probably hear, I, I've got a, a huge cold. I'm terribly it? sorry to hear that. Oh. <laughs> here, here come the excuses. Well, I'm not feeling well. I'm a bit under the weather, you see. That explains my performance today. As, as you can probably tell, I've got a, a really large cold. And he's like, oh, I'm terribly sorry to hear that. <laughs> Come and talk to Sandra with a diamond. I absolutely love this. This is my favourite political interview of all time. And again, like, I want to give you some hope. If you think Biden's bad, that's fine. Guess again, this is worse. If you think Trump is bad, guess again, you can get much worse. A lot of people are losing hope out there. <laughs> Let me tell you, you're not at this level yet. The good people at the UK, they're, they're year, light years ahead of you. Yeah. Um, so, so what we need to do is, is basically social rental homes. Right. Social rental Still homes. Still don't see how you're going to get this sum at 60. You don't actually know how much this is going to cost, do you? Uh, yeah, we have, we have a fully costed program which we'll be releasing, <laughs> which we've released. But shouldn't you be aware of what that cost would be now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's like a dad lecturing their child, isn't it? Now, now, do you know why we make you take your shoes off before you come in the house? Hmm? But I didn't know they were dirty. Well, don't you think you should know that they're dirty before you walk in? Hmm? That's probably why we make you take them off, you know, out, out the front, isn't it? You know, did you realise that you had some dirt on the bottom of your shoes there? Or... 500,000 herbs for 2.7 billion. What are they going to be made of? Plywood. <laughs> uh, right, yes. Yeah. So what we're talking about is 6 billion a year. So 6 billion it's a year now. 1.5 billion a year. 6 billion. Yeah. So that, that will be attained by taking mortgage relief from private landlords. That's £6 billion worth, is it? And we're also looking at investing. <laughs> we're also looking at investing. She is just trying to come up with words. What we're looking at is £6 billion a year. Okay, so it's just going to be £6 billion a year, is it? <laughs> She's like, well, we're also looking at investing. Well, right, well, I don't see how you're going to come to the figure. I mean, £60,000, that's... Barely enough for a large conservatory. <laughs> what about how are you going to pay for the land? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we've got uh, yeah, the fully yeah, costed yeah. figures here. Just, just keep saying we've got a couple of occasions. How much does mortgage relief from private? <laughs> I, 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 nearly, I nearly missed that. I was, I was about to say she just keeps saying we've got fully costed figures here. Listen to his response. 
Yeah, well, it, we've got the fully costed figures here. You said that on a couple of occasions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've already said that on a couple of occasions. <laughs> How much does mortgage relief from private landlords bring in then? <laughs> It's, br- uh, it's just a fucking brutal... It's a murder, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's just brutal. It's making me uncomfortable. I'm laughing. I've got tears in my eyes. It always makes me laugh, this clip. But I, at the same time, I feel like I'm witnessing a murder. You know what I mean? It's just savage. He doesn't get off her. He doesn't stop. He's Once he was attached to the jugular, that was it. He was not letting go. But politely... <laughs> He's being so calm and polite about it. Just keeps handing her more rope. Here, go, go a little higher. That's right. Pull on it a little tighter now. Um, basically, we're talking about an overall saving of £4.5 billion. Oh, we're saving money now. What? Overall forms Mortgage relief is worth £4.5 a year. Uh, and this is other, other savings as well from, from oh. private landlords as well. We're looking at housing benefit <laughs> reforms. And what we also want to do is bring in... Cap- uh, you just hear him groan back at it because you're just like... And what we also want to do, and we're also going to be doing some investing, and it's uh, £4.5 a year from uh, private landlords. And what we also want to do, and you just hear him in the background, just uh. <laughs> so passive aggressive. <laughs> as well, we're looking at housing benefit reforms, and what we also want to do is bring in caps <laughs> on private uh, tenants. Yeah, do you think you might have yeah. perhaps have gend up on this a bit more, Natalie Bennett? <laughs> Uh, I, I think that uh, we're, we're talking about a whole range of issues. No, no, no. Here but you morning. personally, might you have gendered up a little? Might you have made into this perhaps a little more in hindsight? Well, what we're talking about <laughs> is a whole range of issues this morning, ranging from the economy, from the NHS, homes. Yes, I've only time climate. for two. Unfortunately, I wish we had. <laughs> Absolutely savage. Don't you think you would have? Uh... Maybe done a little bit more homework on this. No, I'm talking about you, Natalie Bennett. Well, we've we've also got a range of other plans, you know, for public housing and public health. It's, yes, well, I've I've only got the time for two, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Let me put that link in the chat for you. <clears throat> like I said, if you're ever getting down about the state of politics in your local area, just watch that clip. You will feel instantly better about yourself because you'll know, well, at least it's not that bad. One of the greatest all-time political interviews ever. All right. <clears throat> Let's get to this. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump, the President of the United States, has apparently allegedly recently been diagnosed as being positive with coronavirus. Now, this clip was sent to me a couple of days ago, I think by Jim Enward. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Because on this program, if you are new to it, we like to track the latest and greatest in anti-COVID technology. So there's no sound with this clip, but let me just roll it for you. Have a look at this. It's This thing is called the Z-Shield. Now, <laughs> if, you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. You've got this thing that kind of looks like a welder's mask, but you wear it from the neck up instead of the top of the head down. And uh, you can see, like, it looks like a kindergarten teacher here with the students. They all look very happy in their little dog cones. Looks wonderful. Tremendous idea. It's not restrictive at any in any way, shape, or form. So I just wanted to bring this up because, you know, the president's illness has brought COVID back into the limelight once again. And we're all about protecting you. Thank you for keeping me safe. 
Thank you for keeping me safe. You should, what's Jesus? What's uh, what's McGinnis doing there? Gavin, Gavin McGinnis, ladies and gentlemen, look at that. I didn't know he needed the money. He's doing Z Shield commercials. Holy cow! I mean, the resemblance is uncanny. Is it even the tattoos? Look at that. That is Gavin McGinnis in wood in working the bar. In a, <laughs> working the bar at Dogfish Head. I can see the sign on the background. Dogfish Head Tavern. Working the bar with a Z shield around his neck. Looks good though. Yeah, you got got to have a side gig these days. You never know when the money might dry up. So there he is, Gavin McGinnis, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> you can see chefs using this. Oh, the cop, the cop using his Z shield. Absolutely wonderful. So in the interest of protecting people, ladies and gentlemen, let's see the latest and greatest in shield technology. The first time you saw face shields for protection against COVID-19, you probably thought they weren't necessary. Mm -mm. <laughs> you probably thought they weren't necessary. Interesting that she's using that in the past tense, isn't it? Thought think. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. You probably thought that you would never see this. The thought being face masks do a better job of holding tight to your face. Right. But now doctors are saying they are a solid layer of additional protection oh. against a disease that is not going away anytime soon. No, not going away anytime soon. Emerald Morrow explains why. There's a ball. <laughs> If, you, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. There's a woman wearing this full fast, uh, this fastic, this plastic face shield, and she's exercising. But you, the limitations of the shield are already evident. Look how it's all fogged up in there. She can't see a damn thing. <laughs> so she's doing like power walking through the park. And all we can see on the other side of the face shield is like fucking mist. It's just all fogged up on the inside of it. I don't know how safe it's going to be when you're going to have a bunch of people like walking into oncoming traffic and shit. Kitty B in the chat says, perfect for sex with ugly people. <laughs> yes, because ugly people would probably breathe heavier too. <laughs> fog that shit up, baby. That's why I only use foreplay to fog up the face shield evidence right now that face shields to the wearer uh -huh. may provide in the, a community setting nearly as good protection from coronavirus as a face mask. Wow, nearly as good as a face mask. That's certainly worth the price of walking around looking like a fucking spastic, isn't it? Have a look at that. Have a look at this fella. <laughs> That's definitely worth it. It's nearly as good as a mask. Wow. Shut up and take my money. The protective gear has come in the spotlight in recent days after Dr. Anthony Fauci told the American oh, Federation of Teachers to consider eye protection when they head back to the classroom. Eyes are also vulnerable. So if you could have <laughs> goggles of some sort that can cover... Goggles and face masks. <laughs> I just want I just want everybody in society being forced to wear goggles and face shields and face masks all the time, don't you? 
Let's enjoy it. Let's let's cut to the chase here. Enough with the foreplay. <clears throat> let's all let's all look like early 90s punks. We'll have chains coming out of our pockets attached to our belt and we'll have goggles around our neck just in case to protect us from the coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. Even the Chinese didn't go so far as to get fucking goggles on people. Even the Chinese wouldn't go to that extent. For them, it was just, you know, wear a face mask and we'll weld you up in your home. And if you happen to die, don't worry, somebody will be around to collect the corpse in about three to six months. We're doing the best we can. (laughs) Even they didn't make their people walk around with, you know, scuba outfits on. But we are. You know, we're going to get rid of this virus. We're going to do so much better than China. We're going to make everybody wear face goggles. (laughs) Dr. Fauci, ladies and gentlemen. Over the eyes. The face shields are easy. You could just put it strap around. It's so but even easy. If it's face so shield. easy to wear face shields. Provide good protection. Doctors say you should not wear it alone. And the face shield should always be not instead of a face mask, ah. but it should be in addition to the face mask. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I've got to wear the mask and the shield. Just keeps getting better and better, doesn't it? <laughs> I guarantee in six months you'll all be begging for the fucking face mask. Trust me. The plans that these jokers are coming up with when you leave them leave them to their own devices. So now we have to wear a mask, a shield, and goggles. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck me. No worry. Eventually you'll be like, please, can we just go back to just a mask, please? Is that possible? Face shields, do they do more for the person who's wearing them than they do for the person that's on the other side of it? Yes. We have goggles uh, or a face shield. Um, and then um, in addition, you have uh, a face mask. Then you're going to be, yeah. you know, this is, I wouldn't say perfect protection, but it, it's very, very good protection. And as good as very face shields might be, that's there are still want. things to learn. Yep. What we don't know right now is how good face shields are in preventing somebody who's infected with COVID-19 from spreading that. How about this? How about we start? What do you know? (laughs) I definitely recommend that everybody wears a face shield as long as with, with the face mask. I would say that face shields are almost as good as face masks in stopping the spread of coronavirus. Now, what we don't know is whether or not when somebody's infected, can they still spread the virus when wearing the face shield? But what I do know is the face shield is almost as good as the face mask. Are we putting all these pieces together? (laughs) So the shield is almost as good as the mask, but you need to wear the mask at the same time you're wearing the shield. Otherwise, the shield doesn't really work. And we don't know if the shield works in the first place, so you better wear fucking goggles while you're at it. Do you ever get the feeling that they're just coming up with these ideas on the back of an envelope? Do you ever get the feeling that nobody's really in control here? <laughs> Mask, shield, goggles, check. Got it. Got the light. Thank Face you. shields have openings, you know, to the side and in the bottom, and you can still have particles yeah. escape. But when you're in close quarters and you can't social distance. Mm-hmm. Putting a physical barrier in between you and, and the the uh, potential source of infection yeah, yeah. is a really good way of preventing spread. Fantastic. You know what's a, you know what another good way of preventing the spread is? Politicians who care, ladies and gentlemen. 
Mayor of Chicago, Laurie Lightfoot. So guess what we're here to talk about today? I have no idea. <clears throat> you tell me. Wait. Uh, good afternoon. This is the mayor of Chicago. <laughs> uh, how do I? How can I? If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see the mayor of Chicago. Rem- remember all of the commentary that we've been reading over the last four years that there are certain people, certain elected, you know, government officials, ladies and gentlemen, certain politicians who have been cheapening politics. Have you been reading that stuff over the last four years? You know, people who say that they are diminishing, you know, the respect of the office and stuff like that, those kinds of terms being thrown around. You've heard that, haven't you? I know I have. I know I can't be alone here. So... So if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see, but on the screen currently is the mayor of Chicago, Laurie Lightfoot, dressed somewhat like the Hamburglar (laughs) with with COVID Hunter written on the back of her cape. And yes, I would like to follow that up with, yes, she is wearing a cape. She's dressed in full costume. Now, it's at this time I would like to draw your attention to some of the reporting over the last four years complaining that certain certain politicians are cheapening the electoral process, are making a mockery of higher office. She looks like she's on her way to a children's birthday party, not as an invitee, but as the entertainment. I'm not fucking joking if you're listening. You'll need to go and check it out. Check the show notes after the show on the Podbean website where I put all the links that we refer to. She looks like she's getting paid $10 an hour to be the clown at some rich white kid's fucking birthday party with a jumping castle. Maybe this is how she's going... Maybe this is how she's going to eliminate COVID. She's going undercover. She's a former cop, right? She's going undercover as a children's party entertainment figure. She's going to get into these rich white neighbourhoods, these gated communities where she would otherwise not be allowed or get shot on sight by, you know, heaven forfend the idea, white nationalists. She's going to go undercover to these children's birthday parties in these gated communities. And then when she goes in there and sees like all of the snacks on the table and the jumping castle and all the rich white people there with their rich white kids jumping around, having fun, having birthday parties and whatnot, she's going to take them down. She's going to rip out her gun and her badge and say, hit the fucking floor. You are all in violation of COVID restrictions. You are all under arrest. Kids screaming the whole lot. This is how she's going to defeat COVID. I can see it now. I t- she's a fucking genius, I'm telling you. People like to criticise her, but I think we have uncovered her wily scheme here today, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, everyone, and happy... October 1st. Happy October 1st. What's that? I'd like to begin by... Can we, can we, not, can we not say Halloween anymore? <laughs> Is that offensive too? Probably. Uh, acknowledging my partner in crime, uh, Dr. Allison Artery, the Commissioner of Public Health. And thanks to the sufficient progress... Oh, there's another one dressed up like a fool. This, this has to be a joke. 
Like, uh, Iceman double four double three sent this to me the other day, and I thought at first, oh, this is this has to be some kind. This is a deep fake, you know what I mean? This can't be real. It's real. She really dressed up like this. Like she's about to work at a children's party. She really did it. We've made in the fight against COVID-19. Earlier this week, we announced I, that we'd be... I, how can anybody take her seriously when she's dressed like this? This is incredible. Again, easing some phase four restrictions on our businesses, which start today. And though we still have a long way to go on our recovery journey, uh, we're able to take these steps. Yes, good, good. Lou Frigno in the chat correcting me. It's her partner in crime. Forward, based on the science of the disease and thanks to the partnership and collaboration of our businesses and residents. And it's for that same reason that today we're also able to announce some of our exciting plans for the week of Halloween. We all know that this holiday means for our kids and adults, especially now, after so much has been taken away over this past year. It's important to me and to parents across Chicago that we give our kids something to look forward to. Uh huh. But in order for us to do that, we need to do it to the in the right way. Let's go. That means doing it in a way that's Atomic safe, batteries to power. Kids health, Turbines to speed. And the health of our entire city. Roger. Ready to move out. First things first. I want to address the thing that's on everyone's mind, and that, of course, is trick or treating. First off, trick or treating a lot is allowed but with some rules, which Dr. Already will explain in a moment. But here's the bottom line. You can only be in groups of six or less, and you have to stay moving. We, we must simply avoid congregating in front of houses, on streets. Keep it moving, folks. People passing out candy are all around to try to maintain social distancing while doing so. I'm sure Light people are very inventive ways to handle out candy and maintain social distancing. Lightfoot! 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 gatherings are still in place. That means no parties and traditional haunted houses simply cannot be allowed. We really want to give our kids something to look at. just keeps going, doesn't she? Henry St. George, Tucker, Bumper, Why, Frog with the fuck, what is your name now, Henry? <laughs> Henry St. George, Tucker, Bumper, whatever with the diamond. Bam, pow, retard rages have got you now, Batman. For you to be part of this as well. To do that. Oh, holy FBI crime statistics, Batman. Fun stuff, kids. In the end, though. Okay, the partner in crime gets up and says has the lowest things. test positivity. Chicago is next. And in fact, we're the only two below a 5% test positivity. Right. That's fucking great. It, that's wonderful. On civilian oversight. M myself. <laughs> up there answering questions like she's not wearing the costume. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember. Some people are dedicated, ladies and gentlemen, to, you know, taking politics seriously. Because over the last four years, some politicians have apparently been making a mockery out of elected office. And it's on us to return some, some seriousness. And get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, David. <clears throat> it's our responsibility to return some honour to the office. To restore people's faith in democracy. How are we going to do that? I know. We'll dress up like a retarded superhero. How about that? Ladies and gentlemen, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, what's the time here? How are we going for time? Have we got much time? It is the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, tell you what, why don't we take the break now? <clears throat> we'll take the break now. And then when we return, we will be giving away a flag to one lucky booger. So if you're in the chat right now, let me know if you are a booger and you want the opportunity to win a flag. When the ad is playing, uh, put your name in and say, yes, I want a flag. As long as you've got the booger next to your name, you can go in the competition to win the Boogie Stan National Flag Beach Towel. Of course, it's not just a flag. It's a beach towel. (laughs) People aren't believing the last story. Yeah, let, let me put the video in the chat for you. It is the mayor of Chicago dressed up like a retarded superhero giving a press conference as a retarded superhero. There you go. There's the link. Enjoy. Take that. Chew on it. Share it around. Enjoy. Because it's all about restoring. It's all about restoring people's respect in elected office. (laughs) Okay. So we'll go to the break. Uh, If you're a booger in the chat, just give me a moment because I'll jump in there and I'll have a look. Uh, and you'd like to win the Boogie Stand National Flag Beach Tower, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready, because I just about need you to put your name in. We'll be back in five minutes right here on the Friday night farewell edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Stick around. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Char Worthington here with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahoot-chadani of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasorcin McCarran, where these chicans just be going chuk-crazy. It's off the hinge. We got Karen's jumping off of trailers! We got Karen's going crazy over french fries! We even have Karen's that think they have the force! It's insane over here at Chamberlain Live! So I appreciate you, come on down, we got the phone lines, they're always open, we'd love to have you! Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing and inability to shield off cameras to come within six feet of your vicinity, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and the lack of bullshit in your life, and the instant ability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend and may be able to calm you during your time and transition from sleep to awake. Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. How many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. 
How many times yet did you cite yes yes the Washington Post? The Washington Host. I well, I don't know the Washington Host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. A younger man, we, we would host we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then, uh, I was I was quite debonair. I was a big big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company. And uh, myself and the Washington Host would get around town, make make tremendous friends, and then of course I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news. Because as you know, in those days they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down to go down the road and get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> No, Mr. Muller, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. I do not have knowledge of that yeah. figure, but I, well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about 60 times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More I don't this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm feverishly looking to make sure that I got everybody that needs to be got. So I'm giving you one last chance. I think I got everyone. <clears throat> There's not many on the list. I've got Monica. I've got Monica. Uh, I've got Andrew Jackson's on the list, yes. Fascist Hippie. Char Money's on there. Amberlina. Lou Ferrigno. Gypsy, Iceman, David, Kimmy. And that's it. That's it. That's everybody. 
So you've got a good chance of winning the Boogie Stand National Flag Beach Tower, ladies and gentlemen. If you are a booger and you have nominated during a commercial break, we are doing the draw right now. Jim Enward, I don't need no stinking flag. You couldn't anyway. You're not a booger, Jim. You would be excluded from the prizes, my man. Victor Von Schroom got no booger, so don't count. Unfortunate. That's terrible news. What are they going to be made of? Plywood? Going to be made of plywood? All right. Looks like we're getting there. Okay, then. That's it. That's everybody, I think. That's Ring everyone. the bell and get oh, your cheese, oh, man. <laughs> Victor Von Shroom just got a chair just before the buzzer. Holy shit. Lady of Diamonds, thank you for the sub. Ladies of Diamonds, Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy. Follow Q with the diamond. I will fly my beach towel proudly. Well, you Follow Q's already got one. So he's a winner already. You are a winner. Ha, ha, ha. You're a winner. Sub hype. Exactly. All right. So I think that's everybody. <laughs> Victor Von Schroom. Imagine if Victor wins now. Just right at the end there. <laughs> okay. Let's bring up the big board, shall we? And let's give this fucking beach towel away. Okay. So the last one standing will win a flag. Let me pull up my Eastern European porno theater music here that I keep for just, just such a special occasion. Here we go. There it is. Eastern European, Eastern European porno theatre music is engaged. And it's time to give away the Boogie Stand National Flag Beach Tower, ladies and gentlemen. So I've got everyone. Everyone who needs to be on the list is on the list. Let's go. You know how this works. As the wheel spins, it will eliminate people until we get to the lucky last person. So let's go. Let's kick it off. Who's the unlucky one to, come, uh, to start off with? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's going to be... Oh, no! Fascist Hippie! We say goodbye to Fascist Hippie. Oh, dear. Nobody wants to be the first, but someone has to be, unfortunately, Fascist Hippie. So you're out of there. Let's keep going. Next one out is going to be Kimmy Y Censored. Oh no, poor Kimmy. Sad to see you go. Sad to see you go, Kimbo. Next one gone, Victor Von Shroom. Farewell, Victor Von Shroom. Unfortunately for you. Probably a bit of justice, some people may say. Now, is Char Money still here? Is Char Money still in the chat? I'm not sure. He might be just lurking. Because if you are not in the chat to claim your prize, then it will go to the next person. Oh, Monica! Oh, no! Poor Monica. We're getting through them now. Who have we got left? Lou Frigno, Char Money, Andrew Jackson, David, Iceman, Gypsy, and there's one more that I can't read behind the getting down to the business end here. It's going to be the Iceman. Oh, farewell, Rusty. Iceman double four, double three. Oh, it's getting tense now. 
let's restart our German, our Eastern European porno theatre music. Somebody is going home while somebody is getting a, a coupon for a beach towel by the end of this show. Oh, not Andrew Jackson, no! No! Damn it! Andrew Jackson is gone! Let's keep on rolling here. Just five names remain on the big wheel of death. It's slowing down, it's slowing down. It's gonna be Gypsy, unfortunately. Unfortunately, no one will ever ask, where did you steal the beach towel, Gypsy? So sad to see you go. We're down to the last four now. Amberlina, Lou Frigno, Charmoney, and David. <clears throat> now, Amberlina has already previously won something on the wheel of death. This would be back-to-back -back victories for Amberlina. I'm not trying to jinx it. <laughs> But she, of course, won the Glass Daily Boogie butt plug that has been dubbed Little Bumpy on the previous giveaway that we had. So let's see how we go. We're down to the last four. Slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. Oh, it's Ambelina! <laughs> I, did, I had nothing to do with this. I had nothing to do with that. That was completely out of my jurisdiction. The wheel knows shit, man. The wheel has a mind of its own, I'm telling you. <laughs> Bumpy needs a friend, says Amberlina. Oh, no. No beach towel for Amberlina. So we are down to Lou Ferrigno, David, and Char Money, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in the chat, now would be the time to put your hand up, just so we know you're in the chat. If somebody knows Char Money. <laughs> Amberlina with the diamond says, Boogie, you screwed me. No, that's Little Bumpy's job. <laughs> You've got Little Bumpy for that. <laughs> if somebody knows Char Money, now would be the time to get his attention to say, hey, quick, get in there. Otherwise, you're not going to get your towel if you win this shit. There's David. We've got David. We've got Lou Ferrigno. And Char Money's not here. Holy shit. This will be controversial if he does not appear and wins the towel. Let's go. Three names remain. Three names remain. It's going to be David. David, unfortunately. Oh, got so far. Well, here, here we are now. This is it. It's between Lou Ferrigno and Char Money. And if Char Money does not appear, ladies and gentlemen, if he does not appear before time is up, before this thing stops spinning, then it's going to be Lou Ferrigno who wins himself a boogie stand national flag beach towel, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'll tell you what, we'll give you five seconds. I don't see Char Money appearing. Oh, this is controversy at the end of the competition. Controversy. I can't I can't hold it forever. It's gotta go, it's gotta go, it's gotta go. And it goes. There we go. Let's confirm it. It's it's Lou Ferrigno, but Char Money is not here. He's not here, so Lou Ferrigno, ladies and gentlemen. Lou Ferrigno wins. The Boogie Stand National Anthem. Beach towel, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. The old pride of Boogie Stan. Looking gorgeous as always. Congratulations, Lou Ferrigno. 
you will be winning the Boogie Stand National Anthem, uh, the National Anthem, the Boogie Stand National Flag Beach Town. Congratulations, Lou. Ladies and gentlemen, Lou Frigno, the winner of the Boogie Stand <laughs> flag contest. We still got the porno music going. Hang on a minute. Let's get back. There we go. That's better. All right. Absolutely wonderful. Now, I did say we were going to cross the streams here. So I think we should check in with Irrational Times. Let's make sure he's live, first and foremost. Okay, cross stream. He's He's live. So, congratulations to Lou Ferrigno, the winner of the tower. What I might do, Lou, I don't know, do you follow me on Twitter? Do I follow you? Can you get in touch with me on Twitter and then I can DM you? Uh, and I'll get in touch with the other people as well. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it because I don't know if Teespring will let me, like, just pay for it so I can send you, like, a coupon or something like that so you can claim it. Or if I'll have to, like, it might just be, I might just have to send you the money so you can buy it yourself, you know what I mean? But however... However it works out, I'll figure out a way to do it. And, like, I'll be in touch with you through the week and I'll get those beach towels out to you ASAP. Uh, congratulations. Thank you to everybody who entered the competition. Like I said, uh, General Eaton, uh, Follow Q, Ilsa Jane will all win their own boogie stand beach towel. <laughs> the crowd towel going to the very lucky Lou Ferrigno. And that will be in the Teespring store if anyone wants to get one too, after I've done it, of course. So I'll figure out a way to get you out the free towel. Like I said, don't know if it'll be a coupon or if I'll just PayPal you some cash or whatever. We'll figure out a way to do it. It will be in the store as soon as I get it done. All right, so let's see. Let's check in here with Irrational Times. Let's see what he's doing. <laughs> let's see. Oh, hello. Now that looks familiar. Okay. It just knows. Answer question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do have trivia ready to go. I thought that might be We're funny doing to do some boogie. trivia. Okay. They're doing some trivia here. It looks like there's a bit of a delay. Oh, okay, let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Boogie's going to check in with us. Now, look here. at this. Hey, Joy Pessy. So, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Boogie. Hello. <laughs> I've, I've got like a 25, 30 second delay here on the rational time. So this will yeah. be fun. Yeah, we do have trivia ready to go. I thought that might be We're funny to do some trivia. Okay. Maybe I can still win tri doing oh. some trivia. Here. Well, I, I was thinking about so doing some trivia for you, Boogie. So I have to, I have to try and predict 
Boogie's going to check in with us. What Irrational Times <laughs> is going to say so, uh, 30 yeah, seconds in advance. Okay, so Hello. I'll have I've a few like a seconds of silence and then I'll predict what Irrational Times is going to say. This will be fun. Yeah, we do have trivia ready to go. I thought that might be funny to do Boogie. Maybe I can still Now it's looping back to him. Well, I was thinking about Ready to go, Boogie? This might be confusing. I can hear myself back and it's going to be a weird delay. I have to try and predict... Boogie's going to check in with us. What Irrational Times is going to <laughs> okay, say. Here's the answer. Ben Johnson. in advance. Ben Johnson. So I'll have a few like seconds of silence. Did I win? I think it's Ben Johnson. Times is going to say. This will be fun. Yeah, we do have trivia ready to go. I thought that might be funny to do some trivia. Maybe I can still win. Now it's looping back to him. It's true. It's looping. I can hear myself back and it's going to be a weird delay. Okay. I don't know why he's Minister of Fun Kimmy, am I on acid? No. Okay, Ben Johnson. I got it. I got Ben Johnson. You know what we need? Yes. Oh. Ben Johnson, you say? Congratulations. Yes. Ben Johnson is the answer. I won. Okay. Good job. Let's see here. I won with Ben Johnson. This is a complete. Am I on acid? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I predicted Ben Johnson 30 Johnson, seconds ahead. Congratulations, yes. Hey. <laughs> I won. Okay, good job. Let's I see. Oh, but really, though, Boogie, sw seriously, what okay. color is the flag on a French mustard jar? Yeah, exactly. A oh, French's no. mustard jar. Now, we're talking flags today because you, uh, congratulations to the winner of the uh, flag. Thank and, you, uh, So that's the question. What color is the flag on a French's mustard jar? On a French mustard jar? What color is the flag? Let's see if that comes back. Now, I just muted him for about 20 How seconds. About this brown? might be the trick. How we'll about see. Brown? <laughs> French mustard jar. Yeah, exactly. A Honor. French's mustard jar. Now, we're talking flags today because you, uh, congratulations to the winner of the uh, flag. Thank and, you, uh, So that's the question. What color is the flag on a French's mustard jar? On a French mustard jar? What color is the flag? Let's see if that comes back. Now, I just muted him for about 20 How seconds. About this brown? might be the trick. How we'll about see. Brown? <laughs> brown, he says. Okay, brown. Unfortunately, no, sorry, Boogie, it's red. Red. Um, Hacks got that, I believe. Let's see. Congratulations to the winner of oh. the uh, flag. No, Dave. Oh, Doom. Okay. Yeah, it's looping again. Uh, looks the, like, the lovely, uh, oh, no, my goodness, Roots got that. The lovely lady IT is just fucking giggling like a schoolgirl in the background because it's just utter sound chaos in this room. <laughs> okay. Okay, Brown. She's like, I don't, I can't keep track of this. What the hell is going on here? Hacks got that, I believe. Let's see. Congratulations to the winner of the flag. No, it's just looping infinitely. Okay, let's see. Maybe we'll. Uh... <laughs> I'll just say maybe this is too much. <laughs> I'll say when it's, it's very too funny much. though. Hoping that'll, hoping that'll uh, fix the loop. Maybe we'll. Uh... <laughs> uh... Yeah. So now I'll just say maybe this is too much. <laughs> I'll say when it's, it's very too funny much. though. Oh, <laughs> Boogie's not letting us go. We're being held uh, hostage in Boogie stand. <laughs> Fascist awesome. in the chat. This is giving me motion. Could be worse places. Yeah. 
Oh, and then I'll get a towel. Yeah, so now I'll, I'll, just oh, too much. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> the lady IT. It is Friday. <laughs> the lady IT said, you know, because Irrational Type said, we may be getting held hostage in the nation of Boogistan. And she said, well, I'll get a towel. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fascist hippie. <laughs> now it's like, it's like torture, uh, torture day. <laughs> Let's see. The lady IT. It is Friday. The lady IT said, you know, because Irrational Type said, we may be getting held hostage in the nation of Boogistan. And she said, well, I'll get a towel. I'll be right there. <laughs> Sorry, fascist. Yes, this is uh, very odd. I love it. <laughs> this is the last show, Lucifer Sam. Boogie's been cancelled. I've been cancelled. I've been canned. I've been wiped out. It is Friday. <laughs> I know, Paul. I'm very sorry. I think that. Ambelina uh, with the diamond says, "I told you never cross streams." Well, now you tell me. The loop stops. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. <laughs> Anyways, this was a, a horrible mistake. Much apologies to Boogie's audience, and mine. Uh, did, did you hear this fucking guy? I'm like, yeah, let's cross the streams. This will be fun. He's like, this is a horrible mistake. Fuck, he doesn't he quit early? You'd never rob a bank with irrational times, would you? Like the first sign of, you know, the, the manager of the bank turns around and says, do you really think you should be doing this? And you'll be like, run! <laughs> it's like, Come on, we're, we're not finished here. This is not over until it's over. We're going down shooting. This is a bad idea, man. This is a horrible idea. The feds are onto us. I know it. I know it. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with a diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Cross the streams, hashtag. <laughs> Like at the first sign of, you know, the, the manager of the bank turns around and says, do you really think you should be doing this? And you'll be like, run! <laughs> we're, we're not finished here. This is not over until it's over. We're going down shooting. Oh, nice. I like it. Okay. Okay, very good then. Can I, let's, let's talk about the issues. Okay, let's How talk. About, uh, I'm, I'm happy Donald to talk Trump about Donald Trump getting COVID. Is, did you already talk about that? Uh, only in so much I'll, as I'll he can going. be wearing a mask. I'll... We've got Donald Trump wearing a mask. Don't you want to see him wearing a mask, man? Come on. The wearer may provide in a community setting nearly as good protection nearly from coronavirus. Okay, okay, very good then. Can I, let's, let's talk about the issues. Okay, let's about, talk. Uh, I'm, I'm happy Donald to talk Trump about the COVID. issues. Is, did you already talk about that? Uh, only in so much I'll, as I'll he can going. be wearing a mask. I'll... We've got Donald Trump wearing a mask. Don't you want to see him wearing a mask, man? Come on. Ew. <laughs> All right. Good protection. All right. I think that's enough. <laughs> Do you think we've done enough crossing of streams for one night? Maybe we'll leave it there. All right. Irrational, the great Irrational Times, ladies and gentlemen. He's live right now. We're crossing the streams. Because I just, we decide here. I'm the king of Boogistan. <laughs> I will decide. No, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure, Irrational Times. Thank you for joining us on the Daily Boogie, the farewell episode of the Daily Boogie. Uh, any final words, sir? Conspiracy theorists. Oh, th that's perfect. Conspiracy theorists. Have you got anything other to add other than conspiracy theorists? Any other slurs you would like to level at my audience, Irrational Times? Because we decide here. I'm the king of Boogie Stan. <laughs> I will decide. No, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure, Irrational Times. Thank you for joining us on the Daily Boogie, the farewell episode of the Daily Boogie. Uh, any final words, sir? Conspiracy theorists. 
Oh, that's perfect. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. That was great. Oh, we got him. Any other slurs you would like to level at my audience at Rational Times? <laughs> we decide here. I'm the king of Boogie State. <laughs> I will decide. We got him. We got him good. All right, there you go. The crossing of the streams, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye, Rational Times. Thank you so much. Uh, where shall we go from here? Oh, how about this? This will be fun. Speaking of conspiracy theory, for how long? I'll be gone for a week, Sam. Just a week. And then I'll be back a week after on Monday for another episode of the Daily Boogie podcast. This will be fun. Drug companies and scientists sprint forward in the race toward a COVID-19 vaccine. Many of you are asking if yeah. you're going to take it. But what happens if you're forced to get that vaccine? What, ha what happens if you're forced to take the vaccine? <laughs> You know, we spend so much time on this show, from time to time, dealing with the illusion of choice. <laughs> you know, we've got some questions for people when they're forced to take the vaccine. You know, like, the debate won't be, should we force people to take the vaccine or should we not? The debate will be like, should we put it into the left arm or the right arm? And then you'll have people going, well, I think the right arm is probably the better arm to be taking the vaccine. No, no, it's about the left arm. That's the real discussion. What are you, some kind of right arm conspiracy theorist? It'll never happen here. Vaccine by the government. Or what about your employer? Is that something they can uh... even do? Well, this morning we're taking an in-depth look at what's possible when it comes to mandatory vaccination with a public health law attorney and professor, a doctor working on that vaccine, a pro-health choice activist, a pro-vaccine former state senator, and a current state senator. Anybody on the negative side? <laughs> it's, are there any people who are against this idea going to be presented on this panel? anybody at all because i'm not i'm not really an anti-vaxxer per se i'm not i'm definitely um anti the government shoving things into your arm when you don't want them to i'm definitely anti that right i'm definitely anti the government not giving you a choice as to whether they pump you full of fucking toxins or not i'm definitely anti that but i'm not really an anti-vax so whatever right um <laughs> This, we've discussed this before. They don't have they don't have to make it mandatory. You know, this is not conspiracy theory. This is just analyzing the possibility of future events. You don't have to make vaccines mandatory. You can just say, well, you don't have to have the vaccine. Like myself and Y Censored, the Minister of Fund, spoke about this on Wednesday night. You can just say, well, you don't have to have the vaccine, but if you want to travel. On an, air, on an airliner, for example, if you want to travel on public transport, well, then I'm afraid you're going to have to have the vaccine, right? That's how they'll get around it. You don't have to have the vaccine, but if you want to, comp if you want to continue working here, then I'm afraid it's now our company policy to have all of our employees take the vaccine. So you don't have to take the vaccine, but if you want a job, you'll have to take the vaccine. And all the while... Politicians and people in the media can say, oh, you know, there's these conspiracy theorists out there running around saying that uh, the vaccine is mandatory. It's not mandatory. There is no government policy that says that the vaccine is mandatory. People who say that thing are pushing dangerous misinformation, right? 
And meanwhile, you'll be sitting there going, well, I can't travel. I can't get on a bus. I can't get on a plane. I can't go to work. I can't do my taxes. I can't leave the fucking house because I've decided not to take the vaccine. That's how easy it'll be. You know, I made this I made this argument years ago on this show when we first when it was just like a once a week live stream that we used to do on a Thursday night. And we were talking about microchips and stuff now. A lot of oh, it's conspiracy theory, yada yada yada. And I'm like, well, they're not just gonna come out and say, well, everybody has to take a microchip. It's always gonna be sold as something that's beneficial to you. Right? So how about this? How about we just microchip the sex offenders? What about that? So we'll come out, we're the government. It's like, how do we get people microchipping? I know. Let's microchip the sex offenders. You know why? Because nobody's going to defend the sex offenders. So we'll say, when we release the sex offenders from prison, we'll put a microchip in them that tracks them and you know, can be scanned by government devices because don't you want to keep your kids safe? Don't you think we should know where all the sex offenders are all the time? And they'll say, wow, it's a great idea, sir. And everybody, like everybody who's not a sex offender will say, well done. It's about time we get some safety. It's about time we're protected with, by the, from the sex offenders. <clears throat> and people like me will be putting my hand up in the back of the room saying, uh, I don't think that's such a good idea. You know, the normalization of chipping human beings. I'm not, I don't appreciate that. And all of you <laughs> out there... The rest of you will turn around to me and point your finger at me and you'll accuse me of being a sex offender or at least being, uh, you know, sympathetic to the sex offenders. I'll be a defender, a pedo defender. And you'll dismiss any concern that I have. And then after about six months or a year or a couple of years of microchipping the sex offenders, the same people will then turn around and say, you know what, this has been so successful with the sex offenders. We have reduced rates of, you know, recidivist crimes by 7% or 10% or 15% or whatever it is. We're having such a tremendous success with microchipping the sex offenders. How about we now start microchipping the violent criminals, ladies and gentlemen? So anybody who's been convicted of violent assault or attempted murder or anything like that, when we let them out of prison, let's microchip them as well. We're having so much success with the sex offenders. In fact, why don't we just microchip everybody as they're going into prison in the first place? Because then we don't have to sort through it later on. It's going to be so much easier. You walk in, you get the chip, bang, you're done. It's there for the rest of your life. Whatever you've been arrested for. Because it's important to keep track of people once they get out of prison. You know, we're doing our best. We want to keep you safe, ladies and gentlemen. We want to keep you safe. And then once we've done all the prisoners, then it's like, well, we've we've microchipped all of these people. It's working so well. How about we keep track of the people who aren't taking the coronavirus vaccine? Maybe we need a microchip to tell people that we've been vaccinated. That way it's going to be easier for us to, you know, get a job, get on public transport and whatnot. Have all our medical information on the back of that chip. Sounds like a fucking great idea, sir. Next thing you know, you'll be sitting there in your home Everybody will be microchipped but you. Everyone will be vaccinated by you. You'll be under house arrest. You can't leave your home. Can't get on a bus. Can't get on a train. Can't get on a plane. Can't get a job. Can't get groceries. You'll have to go and live in a fucking cave somewhere. Sounds good, doesn't it? The view of your future. But let's find out whether... Maybe I'm jumping too far ahead. Let's find out whether they can even do it or not, huh? Let's see. It's really an experiment that you're witnessing, that the world is witnessing in real time. 
Ah, don't you feel don't you feel happy that you're now a guinea pig? Isn't this great? Well, at least you're a guinea pig in the Western world. You know, if you're a guinea pig in some other country, you know, you may not even get off the operating table. They just harvest your organs. So you should consider yourself very lucky to be a guinea pig here in the West. Dr. William Hildebrand is leading a team of researchers at the University of Oklahoma, oh, good. one of more than 150 groups vigorously working on a COVID-19 vaccine. We've never taken all the tools that we've accumulated in science and deployed them in unison on a problem like this. Good Hildebrand idea. successfully developed vaccines for West Nile virus and melanoma. Yep. Started working He's on the- He's got runs on the board. He's, the va- He's in the vaccine hall of fame. You know, I've already done two vaccines before. I'm your guy. Virus called SARS-CoV-2, what we know is COVID-19, back in March, infecting human cells with the virus and seeing how they react. We decided to study this virus in particular rather than learn from past coronaviruses and plug that into a vaccine. Good. But with the CDC telling states earlier this month to prepare for mass distribution of a possible vaccine by November 1st, many Oklahomans are wondering if that vaccine could be forced on them. Is that even possible? The short answer, yes. It'll never happen here. But we got freedom. We got the Bill of Rights. We got the goddamn Constitution. They can't be doing that shit here. We'll be marching on Washington. You wouldn't understand, you foreign son bitch. You gave your guns away. Ain't gonna be pulling that shit here in Oklahoma, I'll tell you what. No sorry, Bob. Ain't no way, ain't no how. <laughs> can they force a needle in your arm and pump you full of these horrific toxins? Yes, they can, Bill. <laughs> It'll never happen here. A good example of that is some state laws will require nursing homes uh, to ensure that yeah. their employees and even their patients' residents to be vaccinated for influenza every year. Ayla Haas is an assistant professor of... Why don't we just make everybody an employee of the government? Then they'll have no right to decide for anything for themselves at all. Exactly. Lou Frigno in the chat. They don't want that fight. They will use employers. Law, the univ- just like they're already using employers to... Uh, enforce the mask rules. Because remember on this show, you know, people were saying, oh, they're not going to be able to enforce, you know, the mask laws. They're not going to be able to enforce it. And I kept saying, they don't, they won't have to enforce it. We will enforce it ourselves. They'll make people do it. You know, they'll make the average citizen police themselves, which is exactly what happened. So they put the onus on the business, not on you, right? So you don't have to pay policemen to go around making sure that people wear masks. You just say to the business, if if we come in here and somebody's not wearing a mask, we'll we'll shut your door. So now you have to, you know, the businesses have to pay people to walk around and make sure people wear a mask instead, right? So they're policing you. The businesses are policing you. The government doesn't have to. <laughs> you know, in some jurisdictions, all the government has to say is, uh, you know, dob in somebody, rat rat out your neighbour who's having a party, keep everybody safe. And then, the, you know, average normal citizens will start policing themselves, policing each other. Fascist hippie, you called it. We did. We Remember, we did a whole segment on it. That the government is deputising, you know, uh, local businesses to enforce their own 
ridiculous mask laws. Whether you're pro-mask or anti-mask, it doesn't matter. The police don't have to do anything now. They can just sit back and watch the calls. No, no cold leads, you know what I mean? It's all hot leads. We got a call down at the local supermarket. All right, down we go. Thank you, thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. University of Tulsa and a former public health attorney for the CDC. She says there is a precedent set for state and local governments mandating vaccines, notably a Supreme Court case from 1905, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. That was an instance. 1905. <laughs> 1905. <laughs> well, we can definitely force vaccinations against on people against their will. We did it at the turn of the last century. <laughs> it's not that far ago. Literally before World War One. <laughs> You know, I'm flicking back through the precedent here. Sir, sir, I found something. It's from 1905. Good enough. <laughs> Mind you, everything else that happened in 1905, we need to ignore because that was a horrible time, a terrible time. That was a horrible, terrible, oppressive time. I mean, there was unequal, there was no social justice. There was nothing like that. The one thing that we need to recognize from 1905 is everybody was forcibly vaccinated by the government. Exactly, but Kitty B, but gun laws are outdated. Yes, that's right. World history officially started in 1965. Anything before that is the patriarchy and racist and evil and bigoted and wrong, except for the mandatory vaccine. <laughs> that's perfectly fine, that's perfectly sound. Back in the good old days, Jim Edwards says, before women could vote. <laughs> good old days ah the good old days where we owned people to do the busy work where women couldn't vote and we forced needles into everybody's arm i remember those days though hell there was a hell of a time where state government was allowing local governments to require mandatory vaccinations and that was uh -huh. upheld by the supreme court upheld by the as supreme constitutional court. because it is both the responsibility and the duty of a government of like states to protect and promote the public health and welfare of their citizens. Something New Yorkers and here to protect and promote public health. Fantastic. Several Brooklyn neighborhoods saw just last year uh, when a measles vaccine was mandated for residents after an outbreak. But the most prevalent example of vaccination laws occur in schools. Students having to submit a shot record showing that they received the required vaccinations or they can turn in an exemption form. Essentially, vaccines are not mandatory because- Liza Grevy is the executive director of- Oh, <laughs> one person says they're not mandatory so far in this report. Let's talk over her. <laughs> Let's talk over her reasoning. Un <laughs> unbelievable. Look at this. We've got one dissenter on the panel. One person says, no, vaccines are not mandatory. Here's why. This is this is some random crackpot from the internet who believes they're not mandatory. <laughs> they receive the required vaccinations or they can turn in an exemption form. Have a listen to this. Essentially, vaccines are not mandatory because this Liza Grevy is the executive director. <laughs> oh, you fucking assholes. <laughs> That's incredible of Oklahomans for Health and Parental Rights. Oh, wow. Anything that is put on your body 
in your body, even food and supplements that are generally safe, you know, that needs to be a personal choice because everybody is different. That's why there's a medical exemption for vaccines across oh, the medical board. Exemption. Oklahoma is one of many states that allows for religious exemptions and one of the handful of states that goes a step further, allowing a personal belief exemption. And that's all fascinating because, you know, what's a personal exemption? Dr. Irvin Yen. Now the doctor's view. That's fascinating, but I mean, pff, who gives a fuck about a personal exemption? What the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, here at the lab, we don't believe in personal exemptions. Take the vaccine, you ungrateful peasant. We we cooked up this fucking thing in a test tube. It's perfect. You take it. Um, but I have like a personal... Uh, I have a personal reason that I don't want to take it for. What the fuck is that, bro? Just take it and shut up. I don't understand why people won't take this rushed through vaccine. I mean, they all they all brag about how quickly it's happened, right? They're all all you've been getting for the last six months is we're rushing through this vaccine. We're working a hundred miles an hour to make sure this vaccine hits the shelves. Normally, vaccines take years and years and years. We, we're doing this one in nine months. What could possibly go wrong? And then so a whole bunch of people are now like, yeah, I don't know if I want to take the vaccine or not. So now we start running the clips of people saying, we can make you do it. We can force you to do it. We can hold you down and stick it in your arm. So you better get used to the idea now. You wouldn't want to be one of those conspiracy theorists, would you? You wouldn't want to be one of those science-denying, anti-vaxxing conspiracy nuts, would you now? Come on now. <laughs> Got to get it out there. Yeah, and as a former state senator who tried to pass a bill getting rid of the religious and personal belief hey! exemption. I literally worked four years to try and tighten up our vaccination rate in Oklahoma without any success. Nowhere near success. Oh, poor. So fella. are bills like that essentially just dead on arrival here in Oklahoma? Yes. So in the upcoming session, if a state legislator were to propose a possible COVID-19 vaccine mandate in any form, you feel like that would just not fly? Yes, I do. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I worked for years and years and years to remove the personal and religious exemption from vaccines. I wanted to tell people that they have no choice but to take this vial full of toxic material when I shove it into their vein. They do not have a say in it. I want to decide what, who takes what and when they take it. And I don't want them to have any authority over their own personal bodies at all. I worked for years to do this. He's fucking proud of it. He couldn't, he's proud of himself. He, he laments the fact that it didn't work. All right, enough of that malarkey. Let's end on a high note, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last show for at least a week here on the Daily Boogie podcast. Let's check in with the heroes of our time, ladies and gentlemen, the Cartnarks. Uh, Kitty B sent this through. New cartoon, Cartoon, released not that long ago. Mommy, I can't get my chair out because this fat ass left his cart here. <laughs> Shut up, boy. Shut up, I've boy. got a handicap placard so I can do whatever I want, even if it is a dick move to people with actual disabilities. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where the cart goes. I'll get you, Kurt Nark. 
A lazy bone says what? <laughs> I want you inside me, Cartnark. <laughs> Always with the I want you inside me. Well, here's a mother that doesn't want the Cartnark inside of her. This horrible, horrible, horrible piece of shit right here. Let's go. Because as you know, here in the great kingdom of Boogeystan, ladies and gentlemen, we are a libertarian nation. Although I am a monarch, I am the king. There is only one area of our society that we rule with an iron fist, and that is the parking lot. That is the parking lot. The only time that we will deal with people brutally and swiftly is in the parking lot. I want cars in between the lines, no questions asked, and I want people returning their carts because, as you all know, the people who don't return their carts, if that behaviour continues unchecked, are likely the kind of people who will go on to develop uh, crippling mental health problems. They probably hurt small animals. They could eventually become kidnappers, psychopathic rapists, genocidal maniacs and dictators if they are allowed to treat the car park as their own personal toilet. And we will not allow that in Boogeystan. So we stand behind the good people of uh, the Cartnarks, ladies and gentlemen. They are doing God's work, fixing the world one shopping cart at a time. Couldn't agree with them more. So let's have a look. I know I can see your resistance. Pretty darn egregious. In Michigan. You do ask us. Pretty darn egregious here. Look, look at this. Cart. Oh my look gosh. at this. Over here. This is, oh All my God. Oh my God. That's beyond lazy bones. Look at this bitch. She's not even putting it like halfway up the gutter. She's not even putting it in an empty spot. She Look, look where she left it. She literally filled like the trunk of her car and then just left the cart right there. Couldn't even move it like one space over, two spaces over. Hey, fascist tippy, we got a double split. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm amazed that, you know, the cart narcoteers, Agent Sebastian, I'm amazed that they don't just beat people to a bloody pulp right there and then. You know what I mean? Just jump straight over the shopping cart, rip them out of the car and beat them to a bloody pulp. <laughs> They're so polite in the face of this absolute horror. They are so kindly and respectful in the face of these monsters. These sick, psychotic, sociopathic beasts that roam amongst us. Jay Wink in the chat. Hopefully she will be the one who backs into it. I, I wish that were true, Jay Wink, but we have watched so many of these clips. We've, we've seen this time and time again. Oh, look at me. These pricks get away I'm with rambling it. Rambling again. I pray that Cartnark doesn't get murdered one day. Thank you for the donation, the Hidden Hand podcast. Were you sending a link with that? Because there was no link. It's I only got the thing. If you put the link in the chat, for some reason I didn't get any kind of link with that. So if there was a link, put it in the chat and we'll play it. Yeah, unfortunately, the people who leave their carts all willy-nilly like this tend to be the ones who get away with it most often, right? They they never hit somebody's car. They never hit a cart. They never back into something. They never accidentally run into a shopping cart. No, no, no. They can just blissfully, you know, 
peruse around the parking lot. It's it's all of us. We have to deal with their shitty behavior. It's us who run into the shopping carts. It's us where the cart gets pushed down the road. Oh, thank you, Hidden Hand Podcast. It's us who have to deal with these god-awful, like I said, unhinged monsters who are just allowed to be roaming free in the world. That's not where the cart goes. See, unless you can see us. Here. On oh, goes the bumper goes. sticker. Look this at this. Look at this. Oh my god, it's sickening. <laughs> How's that person supposed to get in their car? Look at this. <laughs> How? <laughs> Why would you do that to another person in the parking lot? Jesus Christ. Not where the car goes, but that's a different story. How the heck did they even get out of their car? How's it going? Exactly. Cart knocks here. She just left her car right there. This lady just left her card right there. And you gonna make sure she did, right? That's right, sir. I'm yeah. sure. And you gonna make sure she put it back, right? <laughs> Based brother of the parking lot. I like this. See, the card narcs, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of talk these days about bigotry and racisms and all of those kinds of things. The card narcs bring people together. We are the bridge across communities. Because we might disagree on things like reparations or FBI crime statistics or unemployment statistics or the role of a father in 2020. We might disagree on all of those things, but the one thing we can agree on is if your shopping cart rolls into my ride, I'm a fuck you up nigger. We can agree on that. And the evidence is right here. Right here in front of us. Hey, what you doing? Can you believe this? <laughs> this lady just left her shopping cart right there. And you gonna make sure she put it back, huh? That's my homeboy. That's my nigga right there. He gonna, he gonna make sure this bitch take her car back. You ain't gonna have that shit rolling into my ride, motherfucker. <laughs> See? See how we bring people together? Trisha gets it. You know what? What's that? I'm fuck with you, man. Thank you, sir. Hey, you know what? What's that? Thank you for serving, man. Because, like, thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for your service. It's my honor, sir. See how we're bringing people together here? Up in this bitch? This car right here, it can roll and go anywhere right now. You know? Is somebody right. What's the flag jacket for now? Well, it's for like our, we have our equipment on here. We got like our bumper magnets, camera. I gotta go. Oh, well, man, y'all white people are crazy. <laughs> man, you white people, you white motherfuckers are crazy. What the hell are you doing, boy? Now she pikes up. Now she sticks her head out of the window. All of a sudden, now she's got somewhere to be. The cart criminal. The antisocial cart psychopath. All of a sudden, well, look at the time. I must be on my way. Well, isn't that convenient, darling? Isn't that convenient? Well, I guess we're holding you up, huh? How awful for you. How terrible! 
allow me. Let me get out of your way immediately. Let me scurry out of the way so you could go about your business. It would be a terrible shame if somebody were to put a shopping cart right behind your car, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Ma'am, uh, you left your car. You gonna cuss me out, hey, you gonna cuss me out, lady? Well, I'm just, I gotta go, I gotta get my kids, uh... You let your car... Ah, uh, you gonna cuss me out, bitch? <laughs> you gonna cuss me out, lady? Have a go at this. This is wonderful. Out though, ma'am. That's what we're talking about, is how you left your card out. Hey, I don't really give a fuck. Well, you should. So I don't really give a fuck. Here. Hey, don't touch my car. How about that? Well, that your car could touch someone okay, else's car, don't though. Don't touch my car. But don't you see right, the? Well, don't touch my car. Don't you see the irony of the situation? Don't touch my car, though. Well, you're just repeating the same thing. Iceman double four double three with Don. Where is Captain Beetlejuice for the backup? Good question. Good question. Now look at this move. They always do this move, right? You're being filmed because of where you left the cart. You're being filmed because this is for the protection of the cart narc himself, right? This is like police body cam shit. You've just seen us reach across communities now. Man, white people be crazy. Well done. She gonna put that cart back. You ain't, sm you ain't smack talking me, bitch. <laughs> so we're bringing people together. This is not divisive. This is bringing people together around socially acceptable cart behavior. Now, once she realizes that she's in the wrong, this is the thing. Yeah, exactly. The Karen is turning on the camera. This is their go-to move. Because they think if they film the person who is confronting them about their antisocial behavior, somehow that puts them in the right. Somehow that morally justifies their shitty behavior. But it doesn't, does it? It doesn't anymore. You cannot get away with that move anymore, darling. We know your tricks. Touch my car. Well, it's too late. I did. But don't you see the irony of the situation? You're you saying. You don't have a life? Yeah, it's my. You don't have a life? <laughs> God. There are so many 14 year old, fully grown people walking around, aren't there? Like, like, do you have a life or whatever? Hey, don't touch my car. Hey, don't touch my car. Hey, don't touch my car. I gotta pick my kids up. Hey, like, do you have a life or. Yes, this is our life. This is our dream. I mean, do you have a life? Right now, you are a miserable, toxic human being who has just left their park, uh, who's just left their cart in the parking lot wherever they damn well please. Who apparently is off to pick up their kids. I don't see any child seats in those cars, by the way. I don't believe this person even has kids. I'm going to put it out there. I don't even care. I don't believe this is a mother at all. Because if she can't even return her cart to the cart corral, how do we know she would even figure out which hole to put the thing in to make the kids? She's obviously got a problem with the dealing with things in the third dimension. I don't think she's a mother at all. <laughs> Lucifer Sam in the chat. She's the mother of a herd of cats. Yeah, she's surrounded by chaos constantly. She's surrounded by chaos and cat shit in her daily life. And she's more than willing to have the chaos and cat shit 
flow out into the rest of the world whenever she goes shopping. Well, we're not going to allow that. We are definitely not going to allow you to bring your cat shit out to the rest of us. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You will be confronted. And again, if you want to try and bring this behavior into the great kingdom of Boogistan, you will be dealt with. Swiftly, brutally, most importantly, justly. My life is the carts. Uh, Your life is the cart? Yes, ma'am. The cart and art. That's kind of by definition. We have to swear an oath to the cards of service. Everybody just watch out right here on dicks. Make sure you put your card away. Now, you can see, look how close she's putting her mouth to the bottom of the phone there. <laughs> I don't think that she has much experience doing this because when she watches this little video later on and posts it to Instagram or Facebook or wherever she's going to post it, of the brave Kartnark who's giving her the thumbs up in the video, mind you. <laughs> He's giving her the thumbs up. Hey, I'm Agent Sebastian. He's smiling for the photograph. When she watches the video later on, because she's put her mouth so close to the speaker on the phone, all you're going to hear is... <laughs> and one of her homegirls is going to comment under her Instagram video and say, yo, homie, you can't use this in court, yo. We can't even hear what you was saying on, like, the video and shit. That's what happens when you put your mouth too close. It's all right. Live and learn. Because there's some loser. Uh, uh, hero. Some loser. <laughs> there's some loser. Uh, I think you mean hero, ma'am. <laughs> he never misses an opportunity, does he? <laughs> loser. I think you meant to say hero. Put her cart right here where it doesn't belong. So don't be like this lady. Take your cart back where it belongs. <laughs> Using her as an example. Right there and then. Don't be like this lady. Fantastic. <laughs> Look at this, because he's killing two birds with one stone. Because the other guy's on the other side of the parking lot. He just got shamed into returning his cart. Well, if I don't return my cart, he might turn his attention to me. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll take my cart back. Yes, sir. And this lady put her cart right here where it doesn't belong. So don't be like this lady. Take your cart back where it belongs. Uh, winner in life. I have a newborn baby at home. I'm just waiting to go home. I have a newborn baby at home. What, on his own? <laughs> I call bullshit. Yo, 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 I've got a newborn baby at home, so I'm just waiting to get back to him. You know, he's when I left, he was mowing the lawn. He's probably done by now. <laughs> I got a newborn baby at home, just roasting gently in the oven. I don't want it to burn. I, whoever's watching the newborn baby, yes, press X in the chat to doubt. Where's our sticker? Where's, where's our chat sticker for doubt? <laughs> There's a sticker in there for doubt. Press X to doubt. <laughs> so whoever was watching the newborn baby, if if there is such a thing, I don't think the fucking baby exists. That's just my personal opinion. I don't I don't see baby in this scenario at all. But just say the baby exists. Well, 
Amberlina with the diamond. I would like to be the lazy bone sniper. Well, we'll have to train you up. We'll have to train you up, but there are positions open. You'll have to talk with uh, Winning TV, Phil D'Angelo. He's the one who's filling. I've given him a green light to hire the squad that he wants to have. He will be part of, he's the captain of the uh, Boogie Stan shopping cart death squads that we're going to have. So talk to Phil. He'll get you sorted out. So if there is a newborn baby at home, whoever is watching the newborn baby, I'm sure can handle the extra 30 seconds it will take for you to return your car. Like, does the person watching the baby have a gun to the baby's head? You need to be home at 10.08 exactly. And for each five seconds that you're not home, I will be cutting off a toe. <laughs> what is this shit? I need to leave right now. Exactly. There is no car seat. Any any parent of a newborn would have a car seat. I need to get home right now, otherwise my baby is going to die. I have a newborn at home being held hostage. You're going to kill my baby. I don't believe a word this woman says. Well, so is your baby like on life support? You you went out shopping and you Well, I would fucking loser. <laughs> She's 15, this kid. Use that kind of language, ma'am, number one. Number two, uh, please call our hotline number. Give us a ring sometime. Maybe we can teach you about responsibility so your baby doesn't grow up to be a lazy bones like yourself. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. With that, that brings us to the end of tonight's episode of the Daily Boogie podcast. And that will be it for a week. Uh, as I'm taking the rest of the week off. I will be appearing on Joy of Pessy's Midnight... Well, it's not the Midnight Riff. It'll be the 10 p.m. Riff tomorrow night, Saturday night at 10 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, dlive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. Uh, don't forget also Major Tom at 9, uh, Winning TV at 8. Don't forget to follow our friends, the Sunday Night Shit Show, Ice Man double four double three, Why Censored, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, At Real Person, PLTCS, The Great JJ Stoner, Way Dave with Lois Ropez, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, the ROTC boys, Irrational Times, ladies and gentlemen, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Ah, oh, have a good holiday. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, fascist hippie with a diamond. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. So I'll be taking a week off um, after the Joy of Pessy program. Thank you to everybody who supports this show. Thank you for sharing it, uh, the show out. Thank you to everybody who contributed on DLive. Let me open that chest up for y'all right now. Let me get you those chesticles that you've been waiting so patient, patiently for. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to complain about me taking a week off, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. Hello. Thank you for the Diamond Dayton, Ohio show. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.